This is Evermore Poe, the turbulent youth of Edgar Allan Poe. Chapter 48 Pale green buds began to appear throughout the city in March. The canal fever of 1824 had finally waned and Richmond was getting back to normal. Eddie hummed an upbeat tune on his way to the first day back at Burke's Seminary. The sky clear, the birds chirping. He hadn't had a nightmare in weeks. Passersby greeted him with a cheery, Good day. Good day, indeed. The virus that gripped the city was gone as quickly as it had come. Death bells became few, and everyone was out on the town making up for lost time. But the canal fever made for excellent small talk, and the boys of Burke's Seminary made a sport of it. My uncle died, Creed told a classmate. I lost a cousin and an aunt, replied another boy. Eddie placed his books on the desk and sat down. Morning, Poe. We were just talking about how the virus hit us all. How did your family fare? Fine. Aside from being cloistered away, I nearly went mad. This was an agreed-upon truth. Creed continued. Hey, how's that kid you tutored? Robert, right? What about him? Well, he's our neighbor. I heard he was at death's door at one point. I guess that's true, but I stopped by recently and they said he beat it. Are you sure about that? He's not here today, said Creed, looking around. Nah, said Eddie. I'd have heard. He probably didn't know we were starting back to school today. Gentlemen, interrupted the headmaster. Very good to see all of you on this fine, fever-free day. Let us begin. Please turn to page The first day back at school was a breeze as Mr. Burke eased his students back into their academics. Psst! Tom Ellis whispered in class. We're going to the river after school. You want to come, Bo? I've got opium. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be there. But I think I'll stop by the Stannards first to remind Robert's mother that school is back in session. Eddie knew this time Samuel couldn't turn him away for such official school news. See you at the river, Eddie called out to his friends before heading to Gray Street after school. If the fresh morning had been lovely, the afternoon was simply spectacular. Up here in Court End, the magnolias were in full bloom, along with Eddie's heart. Today is the day I will tell her that I love her, he promised himself. Then he began to practice. I love you, Jane. Jane, I love you. I love you, Jane. Who could refuse love on a beautiful day like today? Without so much as a care, Eddie stole a handful of posies from someone's yard and kept walking, a spring in his step. Vanity, he convinced himself. This was the reason Jane had refused to see him before. She wasn't feeling pretty, of course. It was the only logical explanation, given the fact she made so much effort to look beautiful before. Eddie smiled at the thought of her prudence. His confidence grew. He greeted two smiling ladies with parasols as he crossed Capitol Square. Ladies? The first sign that something wasn't right came from the house itself. Well, that's odd, Eddie said, noting the mansion's closed shutters. Huh. He turned up the front walk as a man in a suit and a woman were exiting. Hello, he said. They did not return the greeting. The door opened again. This time, a man exited, fixing his hat. Good afternoon, sir, Eddie said. I'm a friend of Robert. Is he here? The man nodded. And Mrs. Stannard, too? The gentleman looked down at the bundle of posies that Eddie held and replied, She's in the parlor. Eddie was barely inside the house when he spotted the covered mirror. The grandfather clock had been stopped, too. Something wasn't right. 
like a sailor to a siren song. Eddie felt compelled to move towards the mass of guests gathered in the parlor. A woman's sob came across the packed room. Hold on, Jane. I'm here for you. Eddie pushed through the crowd of tall men in dark suits and ladies holding fans until he broke through. There before him was a small white sarcophagus revealing an ivory satin lining and inside the most angelic occupant. Evermore Poe is the historical account of a teenaged Edgar Allan Poe. If you'd like to learn more about Eddie's devolution to become the master of the macabre, please don't forget to follow and share this podcast. Evermore Poe was researched, written, produced, and edited by yours truly, journalist Chris Kosach. I began my research more than a decade ago using vetted journalistic methods with corroborated fact-checking from respected sources including the Library of Congress, periodicals obtained from multiple Poe museums, notable scholars and the National Archives, among other collections, strung together in a narrative style. In other words, my story is mostly true. Our music today is from Esther Abrami. It should be noted that some of the characters in Evermore Poe are composites of real people, including servants and slaves who lived in the Allen home at the time of our story. Please note, while Evermore Poe is based on fact, it should not be confused with the historic record. For that, I hope you will go down your own rabbit hole to research one of the most thrilling American authors of all time. Our story continues again next time on Evermore Poe. Until then, I'm Chris Kosach. Thank you for listening.